Welcome to Ask Dr. Julie Hanks, a safe place for healing conversations that educate and empower you to prioritize your dreams, revolutionize your family, and personalize your faith. I'm your host, Dr. Julie Hanks, a psychotherapist and coach offering online courses and programs to help women all over the world heal themselves and their relationships. Join me here every week as I coach a listener through a specific challenge and empower them with tools to find healing. I'm so excited to welcome Dakota to the show today. Welcome, Dakota. Hi, Julie. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited to have you too. And what is your question for me today? Yes. Okay. I've been trying to formulate this question, so hopefully it comes out well. So I am the oldest child of six. So I grew up in a large family and I'm the oldest. And based on recent experiences, my question is how do I release the burden of being the oldest child who felt responsible to protect my siblings from, you know, pain and struggles and hardships? Now, now everyone in my family, they're adults now, right? And I'm recognizing that it's not healthy for me emotionally, mentally, and physically to continue, you know, standing in this role Mm -hmm. of trying to protect them from the struggles and their challenges in life. Yeah. So was that just always there in your life, Dakota? Just that pressure of feeling like the parent? Yes. Okay. (laughs) Yes. And is that because your parents were not functioning well enough to take care of the children? Is that not at all. I have amazing okay. parents. They're okay. they're absolutely incredible. It was definitely a I don't really know. I've pondered this a lot. I don't know where that pressure came from, mm-hmm. but I've always just been like I'm responsible for them. I need to protect them. Okay. You know, that's just been there. Yeah, yeah. And why is that an issue for you now? Like what's why is this kind of a turning point for you? Yes. So, without going into specifics, there's just been some instances, some struggles that a few of my siblings, but not just my siblings on my husband's side, were just all of a sudden it feels like everyone is having struggles. Mm-hmm. And me and my husband, I'm a life coach and my husband is very intelligent too. So we tend to not, ju- people don't just come to us, but we want to help, right? And we have mm-hmm. a lot of tools and a lot of resources. And so the last couple of weeks is things have happened Um, outside of our control, it's been, you know, we've been feeding into that, you know, we've been helping people and people have been coming to us Mm -hmm. and it's been awesome. Right. We've been that, but I've noticed like me personally, I'm like physically ill, Mm -hmm. mentally, emotionally, physically drained. And so there's this part of me, you know, I want to be there and I want to be that person that my family and people that I love can come Mm -hmm. to, Mm -hmm. but I'm also, I recognize that it's not completely healthy for me to continue to play that role when I really can't help them in their circumstance. Yes, you are right on. So it's a myth that you can actually solve someone else's problems. Yeah. And I think that's that belief that I can solve this for them, or I can take this burden on for them is draining you. That's the part that is heavy. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so I think part of the work for you to do is tease out the responsibility from being supportive, right? And thinking that you can solve their problems is actually really not, not in, the, well, I don't know the word to say it, but kind of self-centered. Like 
Really? Oh, you yeah. have the answer, right? <laughs> oh yeah, no, it's totally self-centered. <laughs> like I know all, right? And so I think letting go of the belief that you are responsible to solve or that even you can solve it and see yourself as a support person. So how can I support them emotionally? How can I support And, you know, that might be giving suggestions, but it's different than feeling responsible for solving it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, so like, I know that logically, like I know that I can't solve their problem. Mm -hmm. And to be completely honest, I don't want to solve their problem. Like I see so much, you know, beauty in them having ownership over their life. (sighs) So why then am I still like in this role where I'm taking on that emotional burden of the problem becoming solved? Yeah. Does that make yeah. sense without, yeah. How do I step into that support versus like really being responsible for it? Yeah. Great question. So part of that is going to be setting different boundaries. So yeah. that's going to be noticing what's happening in your body. When you start getting tight, when you start feeling a heaviness on your shoulders, when you, your heart rate starts going up, really tuning into your body cues. And your body will tell you, this is too much. You need to get out of this conversation or you need Mm -hmm. to take a break or, or those kind of things. My guess is that because you've played this role for a long time, you may not be as tuned in to your own signals that it's too much. And because you're tuned into everybody else, right? They need help. And, (laughs) and that's a great gift. I have that gift too, right? (laughs) That's why we're therapist coach, right? But really, tuning in more to you than to them Mm. is going to actually help you. And ironically, you'll be more effective, the less of burden you feel of theirs, right? Like as you set these boundaries, you'll actually be more effective in offering help. Yeah. That's so curious. And I'm kind of like playing through in my head because a lot of the circumstance involves really, like you were talking, just a conversation, right? Mm -hmm. It's that conversation that I'm having with people. And I think just that, just that question I can ask while I'm in conversation with someone is how am I feeling? How does my body feel right now? Mm-hmm. Like every like 10 seconds, even, you know, just constantly coming back to my body telling me about this. Mm-hmm. I think that that would be extremely powerful. Yeah. I think so. That's one, one skill is just really focus on that. Another thing that I want you to consider is picturing a bubble around yourself and It's like you're engaging with this loved one, but their emotional energy kind of hits the bubble and bounces off. You're not absorbing it into your soul. Yeah. So in those conversations, imagine there's this, it's soft, but it's solid. It's like, it's not armor, but it's this kind of invisible bubble around you where you can kind of acknowledge, oh, that's really painful. And then it bounces off. Yeah. Yeah. I think that would be so helpful. So then my next, my next question, I can see how those tools would work. Mm -hmm. How do I remind myself to use that tool while I'm like in the heat of the moment, engaged in a conversation with someone? It's a skill, right? It's going to take practice. So you may, um, if someone calls you, You may have a little sticky notes on your desk or on your Mm. computer that say, how are you feeling? Tune into your body. Remember the bubble, you know, whatever you need to to kind of cue yourself. 
And over time, it will just become habit. But you set a timer on your phone if you're like, oh, I know my brother's going to call tonight or my aunt's going to call me. Set a little reminder. Remember the bubble. Remember, remember to tune into your body. And so you'll need external reminders at first. And then as you practice it, it'll just become part of what you do when you're having those hard conversations. Yeah, I love that so much. So then how do you care without caring? <laughs> That's not like the right way to order to word yeah. that, but without yeah, absorbing become, that energy. Yeah, like, I see how that would help me see where my boundary is, you know, on like feeding into them. Mm-hmm. But how do I not absorb that? Like, man, my soul really hurts for them to a level of sickness. Right, okay. right. Yeah. So, so setting the boundaries, like we talked about is one, but it also sounds like there might be a piece of your self image or your self worth that is tied Mm. to this role. And you, there might be some grieving of giving up this role of, I absorb everyone's problems and I'm the person that everyone goes to. And I'm, it kind of makes you special and you're going to have to give that up. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yes. you're laughing is that you're, you're, does that yeah that's fit? it okay okay that yeah, yeah. It's so interesting as you were saying that I realized like I kind of had an image in my mind of a person going through a situation and like that situation falling apart mm-hmm. like completely you know just being terrible yeah. and me over here feeling like a failure yeah they're you know like that self-worth I am so attached to that role that like that is, that is totally where my self-worth is wrapped up in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So where else, what are some other ways you can define yourself other than <laughs> this kind of the savior of your family members? Yeah. Like, what are you good at? What are your talents? What are your passions in addition to this? Cause you'll always be helpful. Like I'm not worried that you're going to become yeah. this self-centered person that doesn't care about other people. You're not in any danger of that. So what are some other aspects of yourself that you can kind of highlight as you're letting this go? So you're not just in this void Mm. of grieving and feeling lost. That is such a good question. So I'll just kind of talk through this for a minute. I love to learn and Mm. I love to share what I'm learning with people. And and that's why I love to coach. Like Mm -hmm. I'm constantly learning. I'm constantly, I'm actually going down the path. Like I feel deeply that I'm a healer, which makes sense that that's kind of wrapped up in that, you know, specifically with my family. But I wonder if I could move my self-worth to, yeah, that's interesting because even as like a healer, you know, or a coach, I'm working with other people a lot, Mm -hmm. but how can I just let that identity just be about me from a self-worth standpoint? You know, just, I love learning. I love growing. I love, I see the world with a wide perspective. Mm-hmm. You know, I like to just look at things and just have curiosity. I wonder about things. I look at opposing perspectives and just think they're so fascinating, right? And I yeah. feel like that does bring so much value into the world. I love that. That's a, such a good question. Yeah. So think about that. And what you're talking about has nothing to do with other people's problems. I mean, of course, you're going to mm. help them with your wisdom and your perspective. But it has nothing to do with taking it on or solving it for them. And I want to encourage you to think about all your coaching clients, your family members, that they already have everything they need inside of them. They do not need to be saved. 
They do not need to be rescued Mm -hmm. or fixed. They already have it in them. And so it shifts your job to helping draw that out instead of taking Mm -hmm. on their burden and solving their problems. I love that. So then, so my job becomes to help them like draw out their light, like draw out their own light, their own light. And I think like one step even deeper, I would see like my job is just to ask them questions. Mm -hmm. And so maybe just for fun, you know, as I'm trying to think of like bringing my self-worth somewhere other than in this space is something around questions. Like what question could I ask here? Or just, you know, Mm -hmm. being curious, curiosity Mm -hmm. and questioning which I think is really tied up in learning, right? I love learning and it's a lot of that curiosity and questioning. So yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And that also sends the message, Dakota, that they have the answers instead of you, right? You asking them the questions sends sends this sense of trust of like, you've got this. Mm -hmm. I trust you to manage your life, to figure this out. You have everything you need. And so it's this different energy that you're giving out to them of trust instead of you need to trust me to fix this for you. It's I trust you to handle whatever you're facing. And this is beautiful. This process is beautiful. Yeah. And that's so that's so much more empowering. Like that's ultimately the message I want them to have anyway. Right. right, like right. I want them to trust themselves <laughs> and know that they can get through this. And it's just like this, this other angle that builds up both of our self-worth. Right. You You get to be the best part of you without taking something away from them and putting a burden on yourself that's not yours. Yeah. Thank you. That's the, yeah, those last few weeks have been so like hard and I've been wrestling with this question and you're just right here to help me right through it. So I appreciate that. It's perfect timing, right? (laughs) It always is. It always is. That's why I was laughing because it's, it's funny to me how perfectly things always fall together. Right. And that you have to trust that's going to happen for your family members too. And you may be a part of that, but you're not it. Yeah. There will be other things, other people that come into their life. So you don't have to take that on. Yeah. How might you set a boundary? Like, let's kind of talk about those conversations. So say you are talking with someone and they're kind of emotionally intense and you feel maybe your chest gets tight. How might you? set a boundary? That's a good question. I think that there might be two two boundaries. The first boundary, maybe like the level one boundary would be would be with this asking questions. Mm-hmm. So say that my chest gets tight, I usually feel it in my gut a little bit and in my throat mm-hmm. a little bit. Mm-hmm. So maybe when I start to notice that and I tune in, my first boundary line of defense is the next thing out of my mouth is a question. Mm-hmm. No matter what was going to be the next thing out of my mouth, I ask a question. I think that would be like level one. Yeah. If that feeling persists. And I think level two would be, you know, I see that something along the lines of, I see that you are struggling with this and I want to be able to help you, but I don't know, I'm unable to in the moment, you know, kind of a statement Mm -hmm. of let's step back and let's like reconvene in an hour or something, you know, something that separates the conversation for a minute. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that sounds compassionate. It doesn't sound like you're upset or you're, they did something wrong. Yeah. Like, oh, you know what? This, I really want to be able to be present with you. And I'm in order to do that, I need to take a little break. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Something like that. You've got it. You've got it. I just want to make sure you 
had some ideas of how to actually have that conversation because sometimes that can be tricky in the moment. Yeah. And I think it will just, it'll take practice. Too, mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I, as I was pondering the call today, uh, knew what I wanted to talk with you about. I was reflecting on my experiences the past couple of weeks and realizing as like as heavy and kind of crazy and chaotic as the last couple of weeks have seemed, this yeah. has totally been a pattern throughout mm-hmm. my life. Like I had, you know, lots of memories coming up of friends and other family members where I've taken on this role. And I can see how these tools would really help me in those past situations. So bringing them forward, I'm excited. I think, yeah, just setting like a sticky note in the beginning and an alarm on my phone in the beginning to kind of remind me of these boundaries, mm-hmm. you know, and, and just kind of have them on the awareness so that I have opportunities to practice them. Wonderful. Wonderful. So let's kind of summarize. So we talked about setting those boundaries or setting reminders that you, you know, remind you of the bubble, remind you of what, tell me what you're going to take with you. Yes, yes, absolutely. So setting boundaries, I want, I mean, I want to do it all, but I think simple is better mm-hmm. at first. And so the first thing I'm going to do, sticky note, is what is your body telling you? Mm-hmm. And for me specifically, I'm beginning to gain awareness around where my body cues are. So for me specifically, yeah. I know it's in my gut a little bit and in my throat. So I'm probably just going to draw a little picture on a sticky note of those two spots so that mm-hmm. I can remember to tune in. That'll be step one. And then I like the idea of the level one and level two boundary. Mm-hmm. For me, for some reason, that imagery of level one, level two, I think is going to help it come to mind quicker. Yeah. So sticky note again, I'm just going to have level one and level two. Level one is when you're feeling this in your gut, ask a question. Mm-hmm. Level two is it's time to take a break. Yeah. Perfect. You've got this. Dakota, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you so much for your excellent question. I'm sure that many, many listeners will relate to this. And I personally relate to what you're talking about as a fellow healer and very yeah. sensitive person who felt responsible for other people's emotions growing up. And yeah. <laughs> I've, I've had to do this work myself. Oh, and good. so you can do it and you can get to a point where it becomes automatic, where it just is what, who you are instead of like this thing you're trying to do. And I'm yeah. excited for you because you will become more and more effective as you practice these skills of not taking it on. And, and then finally, I just want to remind you, convey that trust in them. They have Mm. the answer. They have the answer. Yes. Thank you so much, Dr. Julia. This has been exactly what I need in perfect divine timing. So I just appreciate you for being here. Oh, thank you so much for your willingness to come and talk with me today. Have a beautiful rest of your day. Thank you, Dakota. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening to Ask Dr. Julie Hanks, a podcast helping real women seek solutions to life's biggest challenges. If you'd like to learn more, you can connect with me on social media at Dr. Julie Hanks and at drjuliehanks.com, where you'll find information about virtual groups, coaching, and online courses. For therapy services in Utah, visit wasatchfamilytherapy.com.
Have you ever thought, hey, I want to talk to Dr. Julie Hanks about this question? Well, now's your chance. I want to have you on my podcast. So email hello at drjuliehanks.com with your question and the reason why you want to be on the podcast. And we may just choose you for a free coaching session.